You're listening to Way J, Grand Junction's OG Waylon Jordan, with on-demand content from Town Square Media's 99.9 KEKB in Grand Junction, Colorado. You're listening to Way J, Grand Junction's OG Waylon Jordan, with on-demand content from Town Square Media's 99.9 KEKB in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's Waylon with Town Square Media in Grand Junction, Colorado with on-demand content. And today our guest is Frank Brugger, a musician, band leader right here in Western Colorado. Frank, how you doing? Good. Hi, Waylon. Let's go back. I first met you back in 1989. Frank Brugger and the Men of Music. Yes, it was. That was, back, uh, in fact, one of the first jobs I think you ever played with uh, uh, my, uh, I guess, little big band. Not big band. It's only 10 pieces. But... Right. That was actually the first professional job I ever played in my life. Oh, wow. I <laughs> barely knew the names of the strings back then, but I want to chat with you about everything from being a band leader, the music industry, keeping big band alive, keeping live music alive, and how you've done it, because you've done it long before I met you, and I've known you for 30-some-odd years, and it, there's nothing easy about what you're doing. So let's uh, kind of start from the beginning. When I first met you in 89, Frank Breger and the Men of Music, you'd been in Grand Junction how long? Uh, probably at that time, uh, I'm thinking maybe three years, you know, because I didn't do much of any any music at all my first three years there at all. The Men of Music, did it exist somewhere before Grand Junction? Yes, it did. In fact, it, uh, that was the band that I started uh, in Pueblo, uh, I think around 1972. 1972. Why a big band? Well, you know, a lot of my friends were uh, were music teachers anyway, and uh, uh, so uh, I uh, first started teaching in Fowler, Colorado. Uh, I guess I've been in uh, from 1966 to uh, to uh, 69, and and that was, of course, I was the band director there, and uh, got started with a, a ten piece band out of Rocky Ford called the Charles Westfall Orchestra, and we uh, played all the Elks clubs on the uh, uh, the eastern part of uh, Colorado, as well as Leota, Kansas, and uh, uh, his book was kind of a ricky-ticky kind of a <laughs> kind of a big band thing. And uh, but uh, the Elks people uh, really loved that. Uh, I, I think they used to call that the businessmen's bounce. <laughs> and uh, anyway, after I left Fowler, I uh, began uh, teaching in uh, Pueblo Centennial High School. I was the band director there, and uh, started uh, playing with the municipal band uh, there in Pueblo, which is kind of like the Centennial Band, except they only operate in Pueblo during the summer, and it was also a paid band. You had to audition to get in. It wasn't just show up and you can play type of thing. So a bunch of my friends were there, and we started talking and said, hey, you know, we ought to start a big band here. And uh, since I was playing with that one in uh, Rocky Ford, I uh, uh, said, well, uh, I, nobody had music. Well, anyway, one of the uh, trumpet players, Jim Bradshaw, who has passed away uh, several years ago, he happened to have a book. So uh, we uh, got together, started practicing, and lo and behold, we <laughs> we uh, we got a job. I think it was around oh, about the mid-1972, uh, something like that, and we called it the Men of Music. Uh, how we got the name was the, the dance band from the uh, Pueblo College there was called the Men of State, <laughs> so we <laughs> kind of just used theirs, and of course at that time it was all men too, so we uh, got that going. Now, just a moment ago, you used the word or the term, he had a book. A book is a collection of tunes that can take a lifetime to put together. I want to come back to that here in just a minute. That's what you were referring to. So now you're you're 
college educated in music. Yes, right. You were a teacher for a long time. Eventually, you come to Grand Junction. Now, I want to before we keep throwing around before I keep throwing around the term big band. It, when when you use that term big band, I mean technically we're going back to World War II era. Oh yes. Okay, so a big band. Some of your favorites, if you can drop some names for me. Oh, some of my favorites I used to listen to all the time when I was uh, uh, later part of my college life, and all uh, all I still listen to them now is uh, the Doc Severinsen Orchestra. I've got some of those old ones, Buddy Rich, uh, Stan Kenton. I'm trying to think of... Uh, yeah, but the Dorseys. Uh, yeah, the Dorseys. Uh, gosh, oh, Lord. Uh, even even one of the newer, bigger bands, uh, Brian Setzer. I've got a got an album of his. And uh, So in other words, big band, we're not really talking about a time period, but a style, a, a genre. Can I use that term? Sure, right. Yeah, it has saxophones, trombones, and, and trumpets, along with a rhythm section there. A rhythm section? Keep in mind, this is... Before the days of amplification, when things were a little bit more difficult. So, so when we say big band, we're being a little bit liberal with the term. Sure. Would you agree with that? Oh, so, yeah. So, for example, your big band, you play big band arrangements of contemporary tunes. Yeah, uh, as well as the old standards as well, out of the 40s and 50s as well. So Okay, and uh, in the case of, for example, the current lineup, now you've changed the name of the band. It's no longer Frank Breger and the Men of Music, it's the Frank Breger Orchestra. Yes. When you perform, for example, in Fruta, now you have packed that place out big time the last handful of years. I personally think the most successful concert of the season, it's my opinion. How many? Other than the Centennial Bands, they get a big, uh, when they play there in Fruta, they get a big crowd as oh, true but they also always play fourth of july do they oh yeah. yeah okay but so when your band plays there how many people are on that stage on the stage itself would be uh 10 people an instrumentalist anyway okay. and then uh, usually one or two uh, uh women singers okay so 10 up to 12 people now we're living in the the day of karaoke night of djs of um we're living in the age of band in a box I can name people whose albums were created using Band in a Box. You're putting together 10 people, 12 people on a stage. At one time, we're we're living in an age right now. Restaurants are having to close on the weekends because they can't get enough employees to stay open. How are you getting 12 people in the same place at the same time? To run a band? Uh, sometimes that's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, I, I know a lot more than 12 uh, musicians in town is, and, and also a couple singers, but uh, it's uh, you, you first, uh, I first of all have to uh, uh, get a date for a, for a gig. Then from the date, I say, well, I'll, I'll even tell the contractor that I cannot uh, commit until I make sure I get some of the most important people out of my uh, uh, 10-piece band uh, available. So then I send out a uh, text and some emails to uh, band members and we'll see who uh, who can and who cannot make it and most of the time uh, most of my band members can make it and, and uh, uh, I may have to get a, a one or two subs at the most but they they all do then after I finally get the band pretty well organized then I go ahead and call the contractor back and then and say yeah we can take that job that particular day okay so essentially you have a stable of musicians to call upon oh yes I do yeah okay now for example I'm gonna throw out a name there's a call order would Ron Bradley be first call trumpet in this town for uh, someone like you yeah for me and for a lot of other people ron bradley is an amazing musician they right. uh, came out of california in fact uh, it was uh, when it is younger uh, i think even high school days he actually took lessons from rafael mendez i mean right. <laughs> the finest trumpet player in the world right he's a former berkeley student yes uh, ron right. was he was at the berkeley riots he's told me that story <laughs> so you have a call list ron bradley's first if ron's not available 
available, and Ron would play for you on the moon if he could. He's yeah. played for you for as long as I've known. Yeah, I think he, he was in the band, uh, the, the the very first uh, concert we or, or dance we played, and I think it was 80, around 87, something like that, here in Grand Junction. Right, and then from there, probably... Three out of four people in your band are either music teachers or retired music teachers. Right. Would that be close to That's correct? true, yeah. Just how big a job is it to get your lineup? <laughs> well, I have to first go to my uh, my first call players, you know, uh, uh, with with all of them, and, and also my first call singers as well. And uh, then if uh, some of them can't make it, then I go to my my, my next call, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, sometimes I even have to go to a third call. It depends on you know whether they're going to be available during the summer. Is when we usually play uh, some of the jobs with the uh, the uh, my ten piece band. And uh, uh, summer, of course, is the time that the the school teachers like to take vacations so they may and may not be available and uh, some of them of course uh, even the other musicians who uh, who are not school teachers they still take vacations during the summer as well so uh, I may have to make some substitutes because of vacations and that kind of thing. So an opportunity comes your way, for example, the Fruta Concert Series there at Civic Center Park. Are you playing that again this year? Yes, we're doing it again this year. And do you have no date off the top of your head? Uh, it's the second Thursday of August. Uh, I can't remember the date, but it's whatever the second Thursday is, probably 10th, something like that. And first of all, may I ask, are you a member of the Musicians Union? Uh, I used to be in Pueblo. In fact, uh, uh, one time I was actually even the vice president of the, of the uh, Pueblo Musicians Union as well. But uh, right. then they folded up. Uh, uh, after I actually moved here to Grand Junction. And they even had a, a musician's union here as well. And uh, so as soon as I moved here, I, I of course, uh, uh, joined the, the club here, uh, the musician's union, and they folded up. And yeah. then the only one available uh, left, it would be the one in Denver. And uh, I, I, I chose not to join. Part of the reason is because of the uh, uh, the Denver musician's union is, is for that particular Denver area. And of course, uh, their pay scales are for the Denver area, not mm-hmm. the Western Slope. And and there was just no way I could uh, uh, do a big band, uh, uh, 10 people or more, uh, with the, the Denver uh, Musicians Union scale. It was just too high. So I just didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it and haven't been a member of the Musicians Union since then. Okay. So to kind of put this into perspective, let's take, for example, uh, we have Dwight Yoakam coming to town here pretty soon. Dwight Yoakam, when he plays here, 3% of his income is going to come right off the top and go to the Musicians Union because he's displacing local musicians. Right. Okay. In theory. Yeah. Same thing happens at Country Jam or anything like that. The complaint has always been that, well, here in Grand Junction, we have no representation. Nearest representation is 220 miles away, and they're not going to send somebody here. So anyway, I just want people to understand that that that, uh, little dynamic does exist. Very many members of your group, members of the union? Uh just a handful. I, I think Paul Snyder, who passed away, he was. I was. Uh, I'm sure Clark Galt was when Clark plays with me. And uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, that may be it, because I don't think any of the other, because uh, uh, even Mick and Debbie Wilson used to play with me uh, when we first started the band, and, I, and neither one of those are, are members. And I, I uh, Ron Bradley may have been, probably in California, I expect. So the significance of that and where I'm kind of going with that is I'm trying to point out the magnitude of the task that you're taking on by being a band leader. So 
You have these great musicians. You just mentioned Clark Galt, graduated uh, Dick Grove School of Music. Yeah. I mean, they won't even take my phone calls. They, <laughs> they want to talk to me. That's one of the most prestigious conservatories anywhere. Anywhere, it's, yeah. It's, and he graduated from and went on to the NORAD band, the composer arranger for the United States Air Force. Uh, you have some heavy hitters in your band. Am I correct? Oh, yes. In fact, I, I actually, uh, I, I really think my little 10-piece band, uh, big band, or little big band, I guess you want want to say, uh, probably has the best 10 musicians, period, in, in the Grand Valley. I, I uh, They're just unbelievably very good musicians, so, including yourself, Ruth Whalen. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> wouldn't put me in that group at all. No, but. yeah. yeah. Whalen's actually been playing with me since, uh, almost since the, the first job I played in uh, 87 there. So he's he's been my uh, first call, <laughs> always here, uh, bass player. Okay, so let's go back to 1989. That was a New Year's Eve gig at the Hilton. Yes, it was. And New Year's, no tourists, especially back then, everybody's working. Yeah. So you had to put together a 12-piece band on the busiest day of the year when everybody else had opportunities. You know, somebody like Ron Bradley, his phone's ringing off the hook for that Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, so you were able to put them together. First of all, let's just talk about... And not to be presumptuous here, nobody in your band's getting rich. No, okay. <laughs> not at all. Nobody's going to retire on their on their big band salaries. Why are these people? Why are they doing it? I think it's because of the love of playing with a big band. Uh, in fact, if you've never played with a big band or never sang with a big band, that's the, the, the best experience you can ever have in your life. I mean, it's just so much fun to do that, to play with other guys. Uh, uh, one thing I, I, I would probably never do myself is is to uh, load up some uh, music using Band in the Box or something like that and go on a solo gig with just me and <laughs> Band in the Box coming out of a, a tape recorder or a CD or or something like that. I that just isn't isn't to me. It's just not fun. And and uh, the the camaraderie you have with the other musicians and the like I said the bigger the more musicians the more fun you have. Okay, but let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the precision that has to go into a performance. Going back to what you called a book, just to put together a book. How long have you been putting together your catalog? <laughs> yeah, my book is of course is all the arrangements that we have. Uh, it started actually uh, with the Pueblo uh, uh, Men of Music. Band uh, back in 1972, uh, one of the uh, uh, players, uh, a trumpet player by the name of Jim Bradshaw, had a had a book, and uh, so we used that book to start off, and it was basically uh, uh, easy arrangements uh, that were uh, uh, at that time were probably still being published. Most of those now are not even being published anymore, uh, but uh, of uh, standard kind of big band or, or or standard tunes for that particular era uh, in the 50s. 60s, 40s. Um, I don't think it went into the 70s. That book did, and uh, so we at least started with that. And then I was able to get a hold of. Uh, I had to use some subs from the Air Force Academy band at that time, and one of them happened to be a, a tenor player, and he was also an arranger for the Air Force Academy uh, uh, Moods and Blue group, uh, which is their uh, show band. You have a uh, like a 17-piece backup band with five or six singers. Uh, they took they get on the road all the time. In fact, I think they still have it, except they don't call it the Air Force Academy Band anymore. I think it's, I can't remember what the new name is, but it's still uh, stationed there in, uh, in Colorado Springs. But uh, his name was Rob Robinson, and uh, he uh, made me a deal. He said, well, Frank, I'll, I'll definitely write some charts for you, but you have to do one thing for me. You have to let me play tenor in your band. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, we uh, he, he got to play 
play tenor in the band. I got some arrangements from him, and, and he it would even come down to uh, Pueblo once in a while when we had a rehearsal and rehearse the band as well. Mm. So uh, he uh, he was quite a find for me. And uh, uh, some of my uh, charts, they're actually real manuscript. You know, the, uh, he actually uh, uh, did it with ink. Uh-huh. And uh, I have to be careful with those ink things because uh, if we happen to be playing a gig outside and it starts raining, <laughs> uh-huh. that ink can kind of start uh, uh-huh. running a little bit. And uh, but uh, So uh, all of my uh, uh, charts that I have in the book that are uh, actually manuscript charts come from uh, Rob Robinson. You're performing the music. That's part of the equation. But let's take, for example, the Frank Breger, uh, the Frank Breger Orchestra. Now, when I follow you around, you can go to Cedar Edge. Half the Grand Junction follows you up there. Uh, I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah, last Halloween. Last Halloween, yeah. They actually yeah. chartered, didn't they charter Well, vans? they got they got a van anyway to come up, yeah. And okay. uh, that was, of course, for the small band uh, Rock and Swing. So. Okay, and who was the group that came up, though? That was the swing group here in town. Oh, yeah, they the Friday Night Swing Group. Uh, they uh, uh, After they heard us play a couple times at the uh, uh, the farmer's markets, they uh, they become uh, a really big... Big fans of the of the band, and they they uh, they always try to follow us as much as they can. And uh, uh, one of the coordinators of that is, uh, of course, uh, he. Um, oh, sure. Brown Cycles. Yeah, Brown yeah. Cycles. Yeah, and uh, Chris he, Brown. Chris yeah. Brown. Yeah, there we go. Chris Brown is the one who uh, volunteers his van to bring people up, and he's done that for a couple of years for that Cedar Ridge uh, Halloween ball. Okay, but let's take the Farmers Market or even the Fruta Concert Series. When you play there, okay, a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of great bands play the Farmers Market. I go yes. listen and they sit in their chairs and enjoy the show. When you play there, people bring their own portable dance floors. <laughs> yes. They wear zoot suits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and people are out there filming people because it's something to see. In other words, I mean, you're not alone in your passion for big band. I guess is what yeah. there is a following. In the year 2023, there's a is there a strong following? I'm I'm asking. Oh, we still do, yeah. Especially with the with the swing group, they 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 right. they, they, they like uh, uh, the the big bands as well as uh, the small rock and swing bands. So okay, but they're just not out there cutting the rug. They have learned dances. These are, oh yeah, these are... no, they actually uh, some of the dances they they do is uh, West Coast Swing and also the Lindy Hop uh, is very popular with a couple of them that that you've uh, uh, you've, you you're very familiar with, and that's Bruce and Tanya. Right, and uh, the Marvin. Marvin, yes, <laughs> and uh, they do uh, a lot of Lindy Hop stuff, and they're teaching it to their grandkids. <laughs> mm-hmm. And speaking of the zoot suits, that's where who has the grand uh, has the uh, zoot suits is the two grandkids. So then, here's a big question for you: Is big band the style still very much alive in 2023? Uh, it is with some changes. That uh, uh, I don't think any of the big bands uh, uh, anywhere uh, can exist just playing the 40s and 50s tunes only. Okay. Uh, uh, they've uh, had to adapt to uh, playing maybe a few of those kind of songs, but also bringing in some more newer things. And uh, that would be maybe country, some rock, uh, not real hard rock, but uh, 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 soft rock, I, I guess you might want to say that. And uh, then also bringing in more Latin tunes, maybe if you have a group that likes to do more Latin things mm-hmm. as well. And uh, so it has changed, especially in terms of the type of music. Even my bands changed. We, uh, when I, we first started that band in '72 in Pueblo, we were playing just standard uh, '40s and '50s tunes only. Uh, when we, uh, I moved here, we started playing some of those standards '40s and '50s tunes, and then uh, I started. Uh, we, we needed to start changing things and and get a little bit newer. So uh, uh, my band 
today is uh, what we play is is not even close to what we used to play mm-hmm. uh, when I first moved here in '87. We uh, we still play a couple things like Glenn Miller's "In the Mood." I definitely do that, and we do a few other uh, swing songs uh, uh, that are reminiscent of the '40s and '50s. But we also do some newer things, uh, you know, even to uh, uh, and that's because of the singers I have now. They uh, do more oh, yeah. blues and oriented things or uh, more stuff that's more current. Okay, so in your case, when I see your band, you might play String of Pearls, Woodchopper's Ball, Leapfrog, and then turn right around and do a great arrangement. I'm going to use the word arrangement of Billy Joel, just right. the way you are. Now, that, that, that tune takes some chops. There's some, <laughs> yes. chord, some difficult chord changes. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, yes, and especially yeah. my, my part as being the, the, right. the lead saxophone player. It's, it, it's, uh, it definitely is uh, a work for me. Okay, so in other words, you're not just jamming through this. These are challenging, tapping your skill, so to speak, just to pull these charts off. Oh, you bet. So when it comes to the dynamic of actually booking a big band, finding work for a big band, well, for example, the Fruit of Summer concert series, that's, it's like that job was made for you. Yeah, <laughs> it works really well. But what about the rest of the year? What what rolls your way, and how do you acquire it? Uh, well, uh, some of it's, uh, in fact, maybe a lot of it is word of mouth. People hear us at the uh, uh, these different public functions, and uh, all of a sudden uh, they know somebody who knows somebody, and all of a sudden uh, somebody says, "Well, hey, I call Frank." So all of a sudden I get a call, and uh, uh, there we go. Uh, it, it certainly uh, uh, isn't uh, uh, where I. Uh, do a lot of advertising uh, with uh, radio stations or television stations or the newspaper, that at all. It's it's more word of mouth. Or uh, When I first came here, I did send out a, quite a few introductory letters to uh, uh, all the banks, major banks here in Grand Junction, to all the credit unions, then all to the, uh, the service organizations like the uh, uh, the Moose, the Elks, the Eagles. Uh, then also, uh, I did the same thing with the, uh, uh, the Elks in Glenwood Springs, the Elks in uh, uh, Delta, Elks in Montrose. And uh, I don't think, oh, yeah, I think we even played one time for the Elks in, uh, in Aspen as well. So Work comes your way. Somebody says, Frank, I want to book you. Well, first of all, you send out a newsletter, do you not, uh, for the dancers? Yeah, I, I do that uh, now. Uh, I've been probably doing it for four or five uh, years now. Uh, I send out a newsletter that not only has uh, when my bands are bo- uh, booking, but also uh, other bands that I play in uh, when they're playing as well. And I try to do that once a month if I can. And are you able to give out the info how people can get on it? Uh, sure. If they want to get on that, uh, just uh, email my uh, email account, which is F-B-R-E-G-A-R underscore 418 at yahoo.com. So you can just ship me an email there or uh, text me at area code 970-261-9895 and say, put me on the list. Okay. And for the record, you do not share that information. You don't send it out to anybody else. No, I don't. It's very private. It's very private. Yeah. In fact, uh, I... Uh, uh, my last comment on all my newsletters is I do not share that with anyone, but if you want to, you're welcome to. <laughs> all righty. So the gig is uh, booked. You have it. You're going to show up at this job with 12 people, and that's a lot of mouths to feed. How do you make payroll? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes uh, uh, the problem with big bands uh, is uh, is because you have more musicians, the uh, the cost of a big band is going to be higher than, uh, than it would be a, a duo, a trio, or a quartet. And uh, that is 
is a, a little bit of an issue. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, the, my musicians uh, in the big bands will not get paid with, uh, if, if I was in a, in a three or four piece band or if even mm-hmm. a five piece band. Uh, so they have to take less money. And, and the reason why they do that is and do take less, less money is because they have so much fun playing with the big band. Well, actually, I know for a fact you've had people request to perform with you saying, look, don't pay me. I just want to be there. That's certain true. singers come into mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know a guy that asked to do sound for you. Oh, yeah. He does he, a fantastic uh, job, does too. does a fantastic but... job. In fact, I got two of them. <laughs> well, but he... Using uh, your equipment, by the way. Well, that's okay, because, I mean, he's sincerely... He'll spend a week researching, figuring out that, you know, the... Uh, the dynamic range of a trumpet and you know proper placement of them it's it's a kind of a passionate thing for them would you agree with that oh yeah and it's not like uh, you know trying to mic up a, a, a trio or a quartet where you have to have a couple mics on the drums and then mic up the bass mic up the piano and mic up a guitar mic up the singer and that's it uh, when you have this many musicians you have a lot more mics involved and a lot more uh, balancing uh, so that way uh, the, the the trumpets don't overbalance the sax phones they're both balanced the same or the same thing with the rhythm section so it's a lot it's definitely a more tedious task and that's before you take into the account take into account that a trumpet in addition to the microphone but it actually has its raw projected sound oh, yeah, that, that sure. has to be balanced against a a uh, electric instrument like a electric keyboard that is purely through the system so uh, there's nothing there's a reason why you see a sound guy out there panicking and twisting little knobs and running back and forth he's got his work cut out for him yeah and, then, and of course sound has been uh, is is a lot easier now they don't have to have all the wires because uh, all that kind of stuff can yeah. be done with bluetooth and whatever and uh, all you need is a ipad i guess huh? right and uh, when it works it works yeah when it works it works that's right you get <laughs> you get problems with Bluetooth, you got problems. Right. You get 2,000 people with cell phones in their pockets in one confined space, and <laughs> Bluetooth goes potentially right out the window, and that's where Plan B comes in. So, I want to take a look at your lineup again for this year. So, the Frank Breger Orchestra, we'll be seeing that certainly at the Fruita Civic Center Park coming up, and I'm sorry, I forgot the date. It's already. in August, and I think it's August the 10th is when the date is. Uh, I'm st- still trying to uh, get uh, the, uh, uh, the the big band at uh, the uh, uh, wine fe- the Colorado Wine Festival, mm-hmm. but I sent them a letter, and uh, uh, so we'll see what happens. They uh, did want to hire our small band last year, but I had a conflict uh, the next day that I had to be in Denver, and I have to, I, I just can't do a, uh, uh, leave that early in the morning to go to Denver to play an afternoon job in Denver. I needed to leave the day before, so that kind of conflicted. So I wrote him back and said, well, I'm free this year, and uh, so I gave him uh, at least a quote for both uh, the the Frank Breger Orchestra, the 10-piece band, with sing, uh, with uh, at least one singer anyway, and uh, and also the, the small five-piece band called Rock and Swing. Okay, and on that note, when you Sometimes, sometimes you don't need a 12-piece big band, but you still want to get the big band sound. Along comes your abbreviated, your, your smaller group. You just mentioned it, Rock and Swing. You have what I think might be the most musical human being I've ever met in my life, Mike Gazdek on <laughs> piano. He is a monster player. I think the most beautiful player I've ever heard. He's, how long has Mike played for you? He, he's almost played with us at the very beginning, and uh, he started sometime in 87. He wasn't the first piano player I had, but he was my second and has been there with me ever since. That's right. You have Pat Olson on drums. Uh, yes. Greg Acord, you're playing saxophone. So, but you're still playing big band charts? 
We still do some, some, yeah. We do some, some of the older, uh, older tunes. We do, uh, uh, of course, uh, Glenn Miller's "In the Mood," and we also do uh, uh, Jimmy Dorsey's uh, uh, Opus One, and uh, then a few other things. Uh, I think we even do a Nellington chart and uh, and a few, uh, a few of those, as well as uh, do almost anything. We're really the only that rock and swing is the only variety band in town, and we just do everything. I say from uh, Glenn Miller to Billy Joel. <laughs> All right. So let's say, for example. You need a chart. You need a big band chart, but for the smaller band. You need a reduced arrangement. What do you do? Well, sometimes Mike Gastek will uh, will plunk one out uh, on one of his uh, musical uh, uh, software things he has, and or I may go ahead and contact Clark Gall again and say, Hey, Clark, I need a uh, uh, a small band chart for the, uh, for this particular chart, and he, he's uh, very willing to do that for me for me and uh, at a, at a, a reasonable fee. Right now, for if you're not familiar with this, there's such a thing as perfect pitch, and Clark Gold not only has perfect pitch, but a tape recorder in his head. He hears something, and he can just transcribe it down, reduce it, and voila, chart. And I think, I bet there's been times he didn't charge anything. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I, I have a deal with Clark anyway. He uh, he usually gives me a couple free ones a year anyway, and uh, uh, because I, I let him on to a... Uh, 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 it used to be called a, a Yahoo group called the Big Band Charts, and it was uh, basically for uh, um, leaders of big bands that uh, needed extra parts. You know, uh, they lost a part and uh, needed some extra parts, so the, uh, that Yahoo group was uh, uh, was started. And uh, anyway, I led Clark into that, and from that, he's been able to uh, uh, do quite a bit of business, you know, mm-hmm. uh, writing charts for a lot of bands all over, not only just over the United States, but all over uh, the the world. He's uh, uh, because we have uh, band leaders uh, in that particular group that are uh, from uh, oh gosh uh, Germany, uh, Russia, okay. <laughs> uh, China. Right. <laughs> who, who knows? And now, not that it matters, but Clark Galt is what eighty-two years old. Is he eighty-two? Uh, I think eighty. Yeah, eighty-one or eighty-two. I'm not sure. And he's still writing charts every day. Oh, he that, he loves that, and he writes not only charts for other people, but he writes charts for his own bands as well. So this is something. Well, Ron Bradley is seventy-eight, or is that right? None of my uh, business. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I think Ron is seventy-nine because he's a year older than me. I'm seventy-eight. You're seventy-eight. So, uh, in other words, this is just something you do. Yeah, you, you play big band music. Tell you what, I'm going to wrap it up right now. But uh, I think everybody loves it, and I really I think that your orchestra has always been a standout at any any event and i keep throwing out the fruit of summer concert series but i really do believe and it's not a competition i understand that but uh, i think between what you do and what the audience appreciates I think you have the hottest concert of the year. Uh, yeah, I uh, we we try to play to the audience. We really do. Uh, I, you're you're not going to hear uh, 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 some some big band charts or some strange blues charts or whatever that you probably never heard before. Almost everything, all my both of my bands, uh, the Frank Brigger Orchestra, the ten piece band, or Rock and Swing, the five piece band, uh, you're going to recognize almost every single song we play. All right, we are speaking with Frank Brigger. You've seen him a hundred times here in the Valley. Been around quite a while now with the Frank Breger Orchestra and Rock and Swing. So, Frank, appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Thank you. This is On Demand Content here at Town Square Media in Grand Junction, Colorado. Thank you for listening. I'm Waylon Jordan with 99.9 KEKB.